Amen. How many feel that way tonight? Praise God. I want to keep pressing on. And I'm not giving up. Come too far to turn back now. Glory to God. That song was in my spirit this afternoon as I begin to think about what so many people were going through. We got to have that spirit of faith, that precious faith that says, I'm not giving up. World and life may have thrown us a blow at times, but God hasn't changed. Amen. And uh, I found out that I've been disappointed in life, but the Lord has been constant. And He has been my great my help and my hope. He's been a great grace in my life, carried me through, and I'm thankful for that tonight. I'm not going to give up. Look at somebody around you and tell them I'm not giving up. Amen. I've come too far. I've seen God to do too many things. Amen. In life to give up. If you have your Bibles, I want to share with you for a few moments from the Word of God. If you'll turn with me to Titus chapter 3. Titus chapter 3, when you have it, say amen. And while you're turning there and getting prepared, Grateful for the Word of God tonight. How many is grateful for His Word? I'm grateful for the power of His Word and how it changes our life. Amen. As we apply it to our life. And there have been times that His Word has been very correctional to me. But I am grateful for even the corrective Word of God in my life. It says, Brett, you need to straighten this out. Amen. How many are thankful for that? Not just the good shouting words, but the grateful for the Word of God that guides us and corrects our lives, instructs us. Now, sometimes it's been hard, but I'm just grateful for His Word, His truth. The Bible said the truth shall set you free. Before we read chapter 3, we just want to mention to you that Paul is writing here to one of his sons in the faith, Titus, and instructing him uh, to go and to set forth elders and to prepare them for the work of the ministry uh, the bishops that would be there concerning uh, the things that they should do instructions that they had in their life in order to fulfill the call in their life so many things there that timothy was was being instructed to do of paul but in chapter three i began to read earlier in the week and it just got in my spirit and i couldn't get away from it Chapter 3 was very, very touching to my life. I feel like the Lord wants me to share it tonight. Verse 1 says, Remind them to be subject to rulers and, and authorities, to obey and to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing all humility to all men. For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. As they were singing that song tonight, my chains are gone. My heart just began to leap for joy over the scripture tonight. He poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ. 
Having been justified by his grace, we become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying, and these things I want to you to affirm constantly that those who have believed in God should be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable to men. But avoid foolish disputes, genealogies, contentions, strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and useless. Reject the divisive man after the first and second admonition, knowing that such a person is warped and sinning, being self-condemned. Here Paul is speaking to Titus concerning uh, the character of Christianity and the character of the Christian life. It's important that we not only do the work of God, but that we maintain the character of Christianity in our lives. Uh, there are many today that have lost connection with the character, but they do the works well. Amen. And I want to say tonight that God is impressing upon my heart to preach this message on this thought, the Titus Commission, good works in dark situations. Amen. Living in the Titus Commission, living good works under God in dark situations. Father, we ask you, Lord, to bless your word, God, that you would hide me behind the cross of Calvary. I'm nothing but a vessel surrendering myself to you. God, that you would give me the words to say, Lord, that would touch the hearts. God, draw us ever so close to you. That, Lord, we would be commissioned by your word tonight. Lord, reminded of your word, renewed by your word tonight. Our minds, God, uh, just refreshed and God, just uh, have a newness uh, of our walk tonight by your word. Allow it, Father, to change us and transform us and do the work in us that you desire. That we would be all that you would have us to be for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Amen. The Titus Commission, good works in dark situations. In this particular time, there were truly some hurdles and challenges in ministry as every generation has faced. Uh, and Paul was beginning to commission Titus concerning the things that they must do in the midst of it all. Uh, even in that day, there were false teachers and there were apostates and there were those that were teaching things other than the scriptures and the word of God. Uh, and they were trying to build, if you would, their own kingdom, uh, their own uh, self-absorbing uh, 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 kingdom. And Paul was wanting them and Titus to share with the people of God that they must guard themselves uh, against these kind of things and that at the same time uh, there were going to be conditions and there were going to be circumstances and there were going to be situations that they would find themselves in. Uh, we had to endure eight years of Obama. Uh, don't get mad with me. I hear some laughing, some say, whoa. But there'll be some kind of conditions that we find ourselves in, in life, where there are those that are over us in authority, not only in the church, but in life, on our jobs, uh, in government tonight. We're not always uh, in agreement with those that are over us, are we? And so we find ourselves living in dark situations in those particular times. We call them dark situations things that have the ability to carry us into destructive places 
in society as well as in our mind and in our heart if we allow it to. And Paul realized this. And so he wanted to warn Titus to let them know, remind the believers to be subject to the authorities and to obey and to be ready for every good work. And essentially, he was not saying to Titus that we have to agree with the sin or with those that are leading us uh, into destructive places in society so much, but that we should maintain our Christian character of good works in the midst of it all. Number one tonight, God was speaking to my heart, and I want to want to let you hear what God is saying tonight, that we must have the right Christian attitude, and it is invaluable in the most critical times. Has anybody ever got frustrated with what you were going through in life, and, and with those that maybe were over you, maybe your boss, or, or maybe even government officials that were over you, you didn't see eye to eye with them, maybe they were wrong, been to God and maybe they were doing things that were sinful and standing for things that were sinful yet to, there was nothing you could do about it but just just uh, sit there amen to God and 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 pray over it and 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 ask God to help you uh, amen to God to pray that God would change these circumstances in life. There have been times in life when we have had people that we could actually interact with that were over us in the Lord and, and they were frustrating in our life. I had a, a boss one time that was over me and, and he got me frustrated so often in, in the times that I worked there and I would have to walk away biting my lip, my tongue and praying from my heart. Amen. Has anybody ever been there? Oh, he didn't understand uh, uh, Christianity. He didn't care. And he would say things that really broke my heart. It hurt my heart. It angered me. And he would ask me to do things uh, simply out of spite. And, and it frustrated me. And I had to go do things. And, and, and those things that I, I, I didn't mind doing, but it was the, the fact that he was doing it to me to punish me for my faith. And it bothered me. And there were times that I continued to just have to walk away. Sometimes you just got to walk away and pray. Amen. Uh, because there were times when I wanted to turn around and I wanted to just uh, 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 let the flesh come out. Amen. Anybody ever been there? Let's be real tonight. There are times when the flesh wants to rise up. And, and yet there were a time uh, along that journey that I did literally turn around and, and I let my flesh uh, rise up in me. And I had to go back and apologize to him because I realized after I walked away and after I let my flesh rise up in me that I had done things the wrong way, that I had handled things the wrong way, that I did not let my Christian character and my good works prevail in that situation. How many knows how valuable it is to live your life pleasing unto God in the most difficult situation? If you got to bite your tongue, bite your tongue. Whatever you got to do, amen, you need to honor God in all that you do. There are going to be times when there are those over us that we don't agree with, but we have to stay constant in our faith in God. Amen. We have to remain in that attitude of Christianity that says unto the Lord, no matter what's happening around me, it may be against the will of God. It may be against all that is righteous, but whatever is happening around me, God, I want to remain faithful. And when God sees our good works and that attitude, 
There's a value in that that even the sinner man can embrace. It shines a light in their darkness tonight. Can somebody understand, amen, that there have been many sinners who have watched the Christian attitudes and good works when they could have done what the enemy would have them do, but because they embraced God and they embraced their faith and they restrained themselves and they let the Holy Spirit have his way in their life, it shined a light in to a dark place. Amen. How many want to shine a light into dark places in society and in your homes? Amen. Even in your church tonight, we want to be able to keep that attitude that pleases God today. I don't know about you, but every day my life consists of a heart's desire of pleasing him because I know if I'm pleasing him, I'm in a good place tonight. How many want to be in that place? Amen. Come on, somebody. I want to be pleased and give him praise. I want to be pleasing unto God. I want to have the right attitude in the midst of what's happening in society today. I get so frustrated when I turn on the news. Don't you? Sometimes I have to turn it off because I get frustrated. And I can't understand how somebody so many people can can think what they're thinking I, I can't understand how so many people can do what they're doing how they can can desire to pass laws that that they're passing and and how they can desire to do everything that would would steer society away from faith and from God and from trusting in God. I can't understand that. It frustrates me, the, 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 the bitterness and the anger and the, the perversion and all the things that are happening in the political realms and not only in the political realms, but uh, even in uh, the societies today of colleges and universities. So many things are happening. You meet, meet people that had their mind together when they left to go to college. Then when they get out of college, it's all messed up. Because they've been indoctrinated with a false narrative. And it's frustrating. I've talked to parents that said, I, I don't even know who my kid is anymore. Come on, somebody. Because I, they, they, they were normal before they went to school, before they went to college and they went to church. They were believers. They were normal and, 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 and they, were, they were doing everything that God would have them do. They were pleasing unto God. But then they, they, they got to this college and, and something happened and they began to change. And, and, and what Paul was wanting Titus about and, and so many believers about was that there was a, a false teaching out there. There was a false narrative out there. And if we don't guard ourselves against it, it will come into our lives. And, and I don't know about you, but I, I'm 47 years old and I remember the, the things that were instilled in my life as a child and I hold them dear. Not only the things of God, but, but also the things, amen, to God of, of trusting in Him and, and doing what was right and, and living a moral life and, and, and living a life that is, that is uh, pleasing unto God and also that is acceptable, amen, in his sight. But the, today there are those that are so many that don't care what God thinks. They only care what society thinks and they want to fit into society. And I want to tell you this, uh, I want to please God if it means that I got to stand on that limb by myself. Uh, glory to God. Uh, I want to be where he wants me to be in the attitude of Christianity. I want to know this, that no matter how dark the situation that, that the things that God requires of me is valuable in my life, in my attitude and service unto him. You
you can't put a price tag on it. It is so valuable to you tonight. Come on, somebody, that what you do for God, it may seem like that the world don't care, but God cares. Amen. It matters to God what you're doing and what I'm doing. It matters to God that we have the right attitude, even when we have to restrain ourselves from the frustrations of it all. It matters to God. It's so invaluable because it keeps is so valuable because it keeps us in the perspective to where we have the ability to make a difference in the world. His anointing flows through the right attitudes. And he beginning to say that we've got to make sure that no matter where we're at and who's over us and what situation we're in, that we have to endure. Galatians said, let us not be weary, grow weary in well-doing. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Somebody said, don't give up. Don't faint. Don't grow weary in well-doing. I know it gets hard sometimes, but keep loving God and loving people. Amen. Loving that sinner man. Loving that man that's in authority, that woman that's in authority, even though they may be out there in the left field somewhere. Dear God, love them and pray for them. Amen to God. You don't have to agree with them. You don't have to stand with them. But you do have to have the right attitude. Amen. I heard somebody say one time they were Christian, declared to be a Christian. I believe they were Christian, Christian band, but they allowed their flesh to rise up. And, and I heard them say one time, said, there ain't nothing better for them. Amen. That person that, that was in a leadership position out in the world, they said nothing better for him than death itself. And I thought to myself, what an attitude for a Christian to have. God help us not to see humanity that way. Amen. Help us to see humanity through the eyes of faith with the right attitude. God, they just need you. Amen. They need to see the light of Christ shining in their life. They need to see the power of God's grace come into their life. I don't know about you, but I believe God still has the power to save the unsavable in our minds. What we see is no hope. God sees as hope. Amen. There are people today that have lived their life, squandered their life, even in society, in great realms where the world itself has seen their life and God has been able to save them. Ain't nothing too hard for God. Give him praise if you believe that tonight. Don't be weary and well-doing. Keep living what you're living because somebody's watching you. Amen. Somebody's watching me. It could be your boss man. It could be, amen, some leadership official in, in the political realms. It could be somebody, amen, in leadership at your church. Somebody's watching you to see, amen, the word of the God of heaven flowing through your life and to see if you have the right attitude in life. It makes a difference, not only in the, in the realms of political realms, but in society and just as much in the church today. Can somebody say amen? When we understand the attitude God wants us to have, 
Pray for those that are over us in the Lord. Amen. Don't stop doing good even when you feel like, amen, to God giving up. Don't stop. Don't give up. Continue to press forward. Paul was telling Titus, it's important, it's valuable that we remain with the attitude of Christianity. And then number two, God spoke to me and said, treat others as if you remember where you came from. For the next few verses there, all the way through verse number seven, I couldn't get amazing grace. Amen, my chains are gone out of my spirit. I'm glad they sung that tonight. But we are required by God. It's not just a good thing to do. God wants us to do it. Amen. It's a good thing to do, but it's not just a good thing to do. It's what God desires of us. What flows from us should be what God desires from us. And if we're saved, frankly, the Holy Spirit will lead us. Amen. If we're saved, the Holy Spirit will lead us into this, this type of love to treat others as if we remember where we came from. I don't know about you, but I remember where I came from. Mm -hmm. How many remember where you came from? Oh, if you could write a book, give God praise. I remember where I came from. I'm grateful to God for where he's brought me from. Amen. If we were to stand up and testify tonight, I believe each one of us could, could tell a story or two. I've even met people in, in my ministry in church. They said, well, I've never smoked dope in my life. I've never drunk alcohol in my life. But well, God bless you. I hadn't either. But I can't say that I hadn't had alcohol. We on TV, ain't we? Don't y'all judge. But I can tell you this. It don't matter what you've done or where you've been. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And when we understand the, the, the grace that God bestowed in our life, it should cause us to look at humanity from a different perspective and to treat them as if we would want to be treated. Even Christ said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I had a fellow tell me one time, well, I, I punched him in the face because he punched me first, so that was what he wanted me to do to him. That's not what that meant. How many want to be prayed for? How many want to be loved? How many want mercy shown in your life? How many want grace in your life? Come on, I'm not talking about just from God. How many want people to treat you that way? If you were hungered and thirsty, you would, you would appreciate somebody coming by with a meal to feed you, wouldn't you? Amen to God. If you were naked, you would appreciate somebody coming by to give you clothing and, 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 and to reach out and to love you and to show you that kind of love. If you didn't have a home, you would appreciate somebody helping you to have a place. Amen to God with a roof over your head and a bed to sleep in or whatever you may have need of, you would appreciate that. You'd be grateful to receive that, wouldn't you? Amen. Well, then whatever we would have men do unto us, we should be prepared to do unto them. Amen. Not just pass by 
without any heart. Amen to God of ministry in our life. God wants us to remember what he has done for us in our life and it should cause us to go forth and to do those things that are pleasing unto him in ministry to touch lives because we are grateful that we've been touched. We've been set free. We've had our chains broken. I wish somebody would shout amen and we ought to desire that for humanity. I don't care if they're stuck on drugs. I don't care if they've had a bad life and they grew up in a broken place. Dear God, God is able tonight to save them and to bring them to a place, revelation of his grace and deliver them from the chains that have bound them. I, I don't serve a weak God. I serve a mighty God tonight. He is able to do what we can't see. Amen. Oh, Jesus, help me. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help us to realize that ministry is fueled by this attitude. Amen. When we catch, anybody heard that saying, catch the wave. Coke. Y'all remember that? Commercial, come on, said catch the wave. Coke. And by the time you'd watch that thing, you'd be looking for a good cold Coca-Cola somewhere. They crack that can up. You could see it ice cold bubbling over and you think, boy, it sure would be nice to have a sip of that cold Coca-Cola. Catch the wave. You know what we need to catch the wave of? Catch the wave of what Paul is telling Titus here. Catch the wave of what God, God is speaking into the man of God that says we should treat others around us as if we remember what God has done for us. Ministry is fueled by this thought and by this precept. When we love others and we want for others what God has done for us, there'll be no stopping us. Amen. There'll be no stopping the church. The anointing will flow upon that which pleases God. When you have the right attitude for God and you have the right attitude towards humanity, the anointing will come upon you and God will flow through you and you'll be fueled to accomplish great things. I'm telling you, I still believe we're serving a God that in this generation, in this season, is going to break the chains off the lives of people in your family and in this community the word of God is going forth not just from this church but from other churches in the area the word of God I believe we're in a season that is going to sweep across us again God is going to breathe across us again and we're going to get in tune again with God we're going to see drug addicts delivered we're going to see broken homes restored we're going to see we're going to see these things take place not because I preached it but because the Spirit of God moves upon hearts and lives who line up with this attitude and want for humanity what God did for them. I've been set free, so I want to see those that are bound set free. I'm not just satisfied. The Bible speaks of individual who owed a great deal of money 
when he was brought before the judge the judge said I need you to pay up he didn't have it but he begged for mercy give me mercy oh judge give me mercy and the judge gave him mercy Whew. then he left right on out there grateful If he could have done a dance, Brother Zeb, I believe he was doing one. He owed some money and he'd done been forgiven of his debt. They let him go. But then all of a sudden, he sees a man coming down the road that owes him some money. He done forgot what the judge done for him. And when he asked for the money, the man didn't have it. He had him locked up. Can I tell somebody tonight, we can't forget what the Lord has done for us. We've got to be reminded of what he's done for us every day of our life. Because there are those out there that may be in places where, where, where they're bound in leadership or even in society as rulers or even in authority over us. But God is still able to break the chains off their life and he won't do it with attitude with Christians who have attitudes but he'll do it through Christians who have the right attitude give God praise yes Hey man, he won't do it through Christians who have an attitude we, we Christians need to get rid of our attitudes don't we everything offends us I'm offended by this. I'm offended by that. My goodness. What's that old saying? What's that old picture? I saw on Facebook. used to circulate pretty regular. It said, good morning, America. What are we offended by today? Good morning, church. What are we offended by today? Amen. Do we have the right attitude in life because it's this attitude that's valuable and how we treat others and how we love others, amen, and how we, how we desire to see God move in their life. It's important. He said we've got to remember of the grace of Christ Jesus, that we were not saved by our works or by our own righteousness, but we have been saved by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit when he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior having been justified by his grace that we should be heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Now if that ain't enough to fuel your fire I don't know what is. Amen. My goodness help us. Help us to launch out in the right attitude for those that are over us in the Lord those that are over us in government and those that are around us. Oh God, help us to want for them what God has done for us. Lord loving them, walking in good works in dark situations. This is the commission of God. Number three, your value is affirmed by your good works. The Bible said, let your light so shine before men that others may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let your light shine. 
on the job. Amen. The value is in not in your profession, it's in what you're doing. Amen. Anybody can say I'm a Christian, but it takes a real Christian to live it out. Anybody can say I go to church, but it don't make you a Christian. Anybody can declare his righteousness over their life. Amen. When they've been called to the carpet. Oh, but God help us to understand that the value of our good works specifically lies within the action that comes beyond the declaration. There's a song that we used to sing when I was a boy that said, I love you, I love you, I love you, my Lord. I love you, my Savior. I love you, my God. But how much I love you, oh Lord, you must know. How much I love you, my actions will show. God help us not to just de declare who he is. Let us live it out and let our light shine into this dark world. I have seen people saved simply because people kept their cool in the darkest of situations. They kept themselves together. Look at somebody and say, hold yourself together. Don't lose it. Use it. Amen. Don't lose your religion. Use your religion. Somebody told me, I'm thinking to lose my religion. Don't you lose it. I'm going to have to let God just sit down. I sit out on this one. Don't you do it. He is a light in your life. Don't you ever ask God to exit your circumstance. Never do it. Give God praise if you want to. Never ask God to exit your circumstance. You need him there. You need him in your life. You need him in your home. You need him in your church. You need him everywhere you go. You need him. Amen. I have, oh, I've had people tell me, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to let, let the Lord just forgive me for this one. Don't you even take a chance of doing something premeditated and think, well, I'll just have God forgive me, but I'm fixing to handle this. No, no, that ain't the attitude to have. My goodness. We need him in our life and we need. Listen to him. We're
wouldn't listen to me. Because you wouldn't listen to me, there were lives that you could have affected because I put you in the right place in a situation that seemed dark, but I was with you. And I put you there for a reason. So I could work my grace through your life. But because you didn't listen to me, there are others that never came to accept me in their life. Lord, I don't want to get to heaven and hear that. Amen. I want to get to heaven and say, hey, Lord, say, hey, you might have had a bumpy ride, but you trusted me. You might have fell a few times, but you kept getting up and, and you kept reaching out and taking my hand and, and you let me guide you. Amen. I want to be the one that somebody can turn to one day and say, because you restrained yourself and you loved me and you showed the love of Christ in your life, I gave my life to the Lord. There's a song that says, when we see the souls that we have helped to win, leading them to Jesus from the paths of sin, with a shout of welcome, we'll all march in. Keep on the firing line. Don't you give up. This commission is something to hold fast to and to live out daily. And he was saying, I want you to affirm constantly in verse 8, constantly, that those who have believed in God should be careful to maintain these good works. People are watching us. People are looking at our lives. That's a good thing. If we're doing what God wants us to do, if we're living out what God has called us to live out, our values are firm by our good works, letting our light shine into a dark world. And then finally, Paul tells Timothy in verses 9 through 11, you need to avoid the pitfalls of the enemy. There are those out there that are teaching false doctrines and narratives they're causing strife and division having foolish disputes senseless discussions over false narratives it creates division in the church it creates division among Christians he said we need to reject such divis divisiveness we need to do this because it's important that we hold fast to the truth. As I said before, there are many today that are being indoctrinated into a worldly mindset. Those that grew up on church pews, that because they allowed themselves to listen to false doctrine, they now don't believe what they used to believe. It's sad. It's sad today, this generation that we're in, in this last days that we're living in, I believe as Bishop Dole was preaching, we're, we're here, we're, we're, we're right here at the end, and we're seeing all these things come to pass, and, and what a powerful teaching on the end time. And we heard it, but we don't need to forget it. It's a warning that we must consciously be reminded of every day. 
there are people out there that need to be reminded of the truth of God's word. They need to respond to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And we don't need to be divisive in attacking one another over things that are not important. We need to be about the Father's business, standing on the truth. Hear what I'm saying tonight of His Word. Amen. There are some things that the devil would catch us up on that is simply because he wants to divide our hearts. Amen. He wants this one over here to be at odds with that one over there and this one here to be at odds with that one in the choir. Well, bless the Lord, I believe in once saved, always saved. I don't believe that. The devil's a liar. You're a liar. But the fact is they're arguing over that and they can't stand each other over something simple as that. But the truth of the matter is they both believe this, that there's only one way to salvation. That's through Jesus Christ. Amen. The devil wants to hang us up on things that are not important. But what is important is, is that we preach the truth. That we live the truth. And that we do not dispute and, and get in divisive conversations that cause us not to love our fellow man. Amen. Come on, somebody. Well, bless the Lord, this is the way we used to do it. This is the way we used to do it. And, and if we don't do it that way, this newer generation, boy, they're going to mess us up. And, and all the, no, not if God's in it, they won't. Come on, somebody. Times change. Glad I'm, I'm about to say something, Lord, hold me back. Times have changed. Thank God for air conditioners. Or would you rather go back to a time when we didn't have them? I don't know. Nothing wrong with that. Well, bless the Lord, the church ain't what it used to be. It may not, but we can make it better than it used to be. We can take the foundation and the saints of old. What they, what they had going on was a good thing, amen? Nothing wrong with the old way. It was a good way. It was, a, it was a, the way that God by his Holy Spirit was leading. And you can't tell me it wasn't because God authenticated it by his spirit and by the moving of the Holy Ghost, amen? God's doing that today. Some people worship differently than others, and that's okay. But thank God today that he's the God that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
that we can sing the old rugged cross and we can also sing amazing grace my chains are gone we can sing every song that's ever been sung in in our generation and, and enter into a new era or we can hear preachers that wear three piece suits and preachers that wear blue jeans and a sports jacket and still know that God is still God today amen It does not matter. But what does matter that we guard ourselves against the pitfalls of the enemy. Because God wants us to be unified. Amen. And Paul knew that as he was sharing this with his son in the faith, Titus, that he was going to have to equip leaders that they would teach this to the believers. That you must maintain the value of your attitude as a Christian in whatever situation you're in, whatever dark place you're in. You must treat others as if you remember where you came from. And you must allow your light to shine that is the value of your good works. And then in the end, he says, you must, somebody shout, you must avoid the pitfalls of the enemy. Amen. Because the enemy is going to do everything he can to mess your attitude up, to mess up your good works, and to cause you to look at everybody else differently than Christ looked at you. God help us not to fall into that trap. Sister Rhonda, will you come? Everyone, will you stand where you're at today? Tonight, help us, Father, to take your word and apply it to our life. To hear what Paul was saying to Titus tonight is very important. God, maybe it takes a, maybe it takes an, a prayer, Lord, in the morning to, to ask you, Father, to refresh us and renew us and remind us of the importance of this commission. God, we're in, in a generation today where there are those that are over us in different places, God. There are those that we're surrounded by that are non-believers that are false teachers. God, we want to hold fast to your word and we want to, we want to live this life with grace. We want to live a life that is effective. A life that shines the light of your love into a dark place. I want to say tonight that there are hurting people who don't even know if God cares about them anymore. Maybe they never knew whether God cared about him. What Paul was telling Titus here tonight, we should apply to our lives because it will fuel us by his spirit to shine the light of God's grace into the brokenness and the dark places of families and individuals who don't know that God cares for them. We should treat them as God has treated us. 
we should treat them. You want your church to grow, treat the lost like they mean more to you. <laughs> like their presence means more to you than your next breath. If you want your church, you want to see people get saved, show them a crazy love. Show them a love that goes beyond your capacity and your ability. Show them a love that comes from the throne of grace that over 2,000 years ago hung on an old rugged cross. And if they ask you why are you treating me this way, then you could tell them because God treated me this way. Amen. God loved me and he loves you. The Bible said that if we desire mercy, we must give mercy. Blessed are the merciful. God, we gotta love, we gotta have this attitude tonight. We gotta listen to the commission that Paul was giving Titus tonight. Because it is important to our individual and our corporate church ministry. Nobody has ever been drawn to a place where they did not feel loved or welcomed. They're already struggling to know if God loves them. But if they see God's love in action through us, come on now. They may just begin to reach out to the hand of God and let him break the chains off their life simply because you and I went above and beyond the normal routine of life and said I'm going to have the right attitude I'm going to treat others the way that I want to be treated I'm going to let my light shine and I'm going to avoid the pitfalls of the enemy by his spirit. When I hear things that take me, take my mind off of what's right, God, let me get away from it. Let me withdraw myself from it. Let me separate myself from it so that I do not become a contaminated Christian. How many feel that way tonight? I don't want to be contaminated by bitterness and doubt and false doctrine. I want to be a Christian that does all these things that Paul was telling Titus we must do for the glory of God and for the benefit of a lost soul. God, will you touch us tonight all across this congregation. Father, I ask you, Lord, that you would begin to prick our hearts. Father, begin to stir up again within our lives a fresh anointing, a fresh desire, 
a freshness, God, of our walk with you. God, we need your Holy Spirit tonight. Let us not quench him, Father, by, by allowing ourselves not to see our Christian walk as Paul was telling Titus. Let us not quench the moving of the Holy Spirit by the wrong attitudes. Let us not quench the moving of your anointing by the way we've treated others. But God help us tonight to put everything under the blood and say, Lord, today is a new day with a new vision and a new perspective. And I'm not going to do what I done yesterday. I'm not going to, maybe I didn't do anything, but that's just it. I did nothing. Now, Father, I'm going to do more than I did before to touch lives, to be kind, to be patient, to pray for those that are over me, even if they're wrong, even if they're ungodly, even if they're unbelievers. I'm going to pray for them. God, I'm going to be faithful. If somebody runs out in front of me in a car and makes me have to slow down, Lord, I'm not going to roll my window down and say a word. I'm just going to say, Lord, thank you. I'm not, I'm not going to get upset like I normally would in the hustle and bustle of life. I'm just going to smile and say, thank you, Lord. Keep them safe. Bless them, Lord. If somebody talks about me and my family and I, I'm hurt so deeply by it, I'm not going to go home and begin to retaliate and think about what can I do. Lord, I'm going to say, pray for them, God. Touch them, Lord. Touch their lives. Lord, let them see you in me. God, if I've wronged anybody, Lord, let me go make it right. If I've hurt anybody, Father, let me, let me be the one that breaks the plane of pride and goes to that woman or that man or that boy or that girl and says, here I am to make things right. Even if they didn't accept what I have to say, God, let, let me have the courage to have the right attitude and the Christian love. Lord, if I see somebody hurting, Lord, if I see somebody that is doing wrong, living in sin, before I judge them, God, I'm going to pray for them. Because if it wasn't for your grace, I might be in a condition that I can't get out of. God, help me. The enemy is doing everything he can to divide our hearts, to divide churches, to divide our spirit our hearts and to keep us from walking in this anointing and in the word of God but tonight I want to ask you right there I'm not going to give an altar call tonight I just want to ask you right here tonight how many would say Lord I thank you for your word tonight it has enlightened my life it has spoken to my heart if that is you lift your hand where you're at tonight and I'm every head's bowed for a moment no one looking around his hands have gone up. God, I believe tonight that you are touching 
these lives by your word and that tomorrow is going to be a new day for them tomorrow they're going to launch out with a fresh vision a fresh heart I pray Lord that you would breathe upon this congregation tonight a fresh anointing in every seat and every pew breathe upon us God and Lord let us feel the washing and the renewing of the regeneration Lord of our soul God by your spirit because of the grace of Jesus Christ if there's anyone in here God that has found themselves under the pressures and they've buckled under them Lord tonight they've been breathed upon by you if they've lifted their hand and they've received your word tonight a new day for a new thing from their God in their life and we give you the praise for it all in Jesus name God we ask you as well tonight that you would touch this precious family the Chambers family God touch this young boys mom and dad grandmother grandfather aunts uncles friends Touch Brother Buddy right now and Sister Debbie. Touch Morgan right now. God, touch all those that have been affected by, by this tragedy. Lord, I know that, that God, he's either, he's either still hanging on, Father, we don't know, or either, God, he's standing with you in glory right now. God, I pray that you would undergird this family and these friends, no matter what your will is going to be or has been, and that they would recognize your grace and your love through this dark place in their life. And that out of this, that God, you're able to bring forth beautiful things, things that will eternally change lives forever. God, I pray for Brother Mark tonight. I pray that you would touch his family as they've lost their mother. These next few days, God, they, they need you to be with them. They need the encouragement of the church family, the prayers of the church. God, I pray for everyone on our prayer list and prayer request. I pray, God, that each one of us that make a phone call or go to a home to visit or a nursing home or a hospital, that we're not going blindly, but we're going led of the Holy Spirit, anointed of the Holy Spirit. God, I pray for Brother Earl right now. God, he's been holding on by faith. His family's been holding on by faith. This church has been praying by faith. God move mightily in his life. Undergird him. God, you know the hearts of those that are pure and that care. And tonight I pray, Father, that you would bless the pureness of their hearts for souls for the kingdom of God. We love you, Lord. We surrender our lives to you individually this church it's your house God let us walk by your spirit and do what Paul was telling Titus to do 
I know this will please you. And it will be a blessing to this church and this community. And we give you praise for it all in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. And amen. God bless you. Do you love the Lord? Do you love those around you tonight? Then shake hands and fellowship. And remember Wednesday night, we're looking forward to get back into Philippians. Love on one another and let God use you this week in a mighty way.